revenge, arrogance, death, and masonry. What do all of these have in common? They all fit into one story, The Cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe. In this episode of Literary Lunatics, we'll track Fortunato and look at who he is, how he acts, and what in the world he's done to end up as Montresor's most wanted. These are your hosts, Mrs. Jimenez, Miss Spidel, and Mr. Ablin. Without further ado, here's the show. Since we're going to focus on Fortunato, it's important that we recap what happens in the story. He shows up at the carnival, having been drinking quite a bit, and is a bit too friendly with Montresor. When he finds out Montresor has a fancy bottle of wine, well, he has to see it. He follows Montresor down into these catacombs, because who doesn't want to hang out with dead bodies? I do! Absolutely no, thank you. (laughs) And keeps going further and further and further until finally he runs into a wall. Literally. Little does he know that this trip of theirs was really a trap all along. He gets chained to the wall and then slowly has to watch as Montresor builds a wall around him to ensure that he will die a slow and painful death. R.I.P. Fortunato. So, how do you end up chained to a wall down in someone's cellar? Yeah, like how? Well, it seems like a pretty easy thing to avoid, but Fortunato got himself stuck there. To understand how, we have to go back to the very beginning of the story. Okay, now we're back at the beginning. The first time we see Fortunato, he's drunk. He's been having a little bit too much fun at the carnival, and it makes him less aware of what's going on. This is perfect for Montresor, but what does it show us about Fortunato? Well, for one, he likes to have a little too much fun and doesn't seem too worried about how he interacts with other people. Montresor even says that Fortunato accosts him when they greet, meaning that Fortunato is a bit too aggressive in his state. However, this isn't even the most important piece about Fortunato that we learn in these opening pages. The most important thing comes out when Montresor pretends he's going to Lucchesi for information about the wine. Montresor knows an important thing about Fortunato. He's arrogant and proud. He knows that calling Lucchesi an equal of Fortunato will really get under his skin. This really starts off Fortunato's downfall. He's too proud and arrogant, so he wants to be the one who gets to check out the Amontillado. It's this arrogance that pushes him into the catacombs and ultimately to his death. So Fortunato is basically Kanye. Now, the weird part about Fortunato is the fact that he's willing to continue following Montresor. It's almost like he has absolutely no idea that he's done something wrong to this person. It makes you wonder what kind of person Fortunato is. Kanye. Does he insult people often? Is he really a bad person? Or is Montresor just blowing something way out of proportion? Well... Since we know he's arrogant and reckless, like Kanye, it isn't hard to imagine that he probably did something to insult Montresor. Based on the fact that Montresor points out that his family is no longer respected, we have to infer that Fortunato has something to do with this. Even though we don't know what it was to ruin someone's entire reputation in the whole town, it must have been a big deal. 
It makes you think that even though Fortunato might seem like a fun guy, maybe a little too fun, he might have a mean streak in him. Yeah, does anyone remember the 2009 VMAs? Taylor Swift, <laughs> Kanye. Absolutely. Sounding pretty yeah, similar. A little bit yeah. of a mean streak in him. So the whole time he's walking through the tunnels, it's like he doesn't care what's happening. When he notices the niter, which is like this mineral compound that's bad for your lungs, he just ignores it and keeps going. This is sort of another snapshot of his arrogance. When Montresor points out how cold it is and how bad it is for Fortunato's cold, he just tells him to shut up. He just keeps walking deeper and deeper and deeper into the catacombs. He thinks he's invincible, basically, which makes it all the worse when he finally gets trapped behind the wall. This is where we need to bring up the wine. To me, it really symbolizes Fortunato's arrogance. Every time it comes up, Fortunato shows how highly he thinks of himself. At the carnival, it comes up and shows us he thinks he's the best at tasting wine and figuring out what it is. In the vaults, he keeps thinking he's invincible and mentions the wine as his reason for going on. Even after he's trapped, he continues to talk about the wine as if this whole thing was a joke. That brings up the question, though, of whether the wine symbolizes his arrogance or if it simply symbolizes his lack of awareness of reality because he was pretty heavily mm -hmm. intoxicated. When you put it that way, the two almost seem the same. It's like his arrogance is what causes his lack of awareness. And when the two work together, well, it leads him to his death. So, what does all this mean? Surely the life lesson we get out of this story can't just be from Montresor. Because that would mean our life lesson is that you can kill someone if you are sneaky enough. Or that revenge is always the most satisfying path. Whoa. Those aren't really life lessons I want to get out of a story and apply to real life. What if we look at Fortunato? What thematic statements could we take away from his character? Well, I think one is definitely that arrogance causes you to be unaware of the world around you, which could lead to disastrous results. So if Fortunato hadn't been so arrogant, he wouldn't have been tricked into going into the vaults in the first place, and he probably wouldn't have been so trusting of Montresor. Really, his one arrogant decision caused his entire downfall. His arrogance was so well known that Montresor knew he could trick him by using his arrogance against him. There's definitely more lessons we could learn from Fortunato, though. The one that stands out to me is about being careful how you act and behave to avoid causing other people pain. That's true. As we talked about earlier, whatever Fortunato did to Montresor was bad enough that it basically ruined his life. And Fortunato either didn't even seem to care or didn't even notice that he'd done it. Yeah, it shows that he was reckless and his action with his actions, and it resulted in his downfall. To wrap it all together with a nice, neat bow, I think it's fair to say that by watching Fortunato and his actions throughout the narrative, we can learn that being reckless and arrogant in how you treat other people will cause more pain and problems in the long run, especially if you avoid confronting your actions and apologizing for them. Even though everyone naturally focuses on Montresor in the story, 
looking at Fortunato can definitely show us some interesting things about what type of person we want to be and how we can avoid, well, hopefully not death, but how we can <laughs> avoid making people angry and putting ourselves into a bad position. So the next time you catch yourself thinking you're pretty awesome and better than everyone else, ask yourself, do I want to end up chained to a wall in a dungeon until I die? Heck no. Probably not. Good. The answer is no. Maybe it's time to stop putting other people down and start treating everyone with respect. Good point. Well, literary lunatics, it's time to bring this episode to a close. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. Until next time, happy reading.